Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and one of my favorite movie TV character tropes, I guess tropes you could say is, okay. is Doctor Who. Okay. Whenever the Doctor, and you should, everyone probably knows what Doctor Who is, right? Sure. He's a time traveler. Yeah. When they bring in that person into the TARDIS for the first time, mm. and they go, yeah, it's bigger on the inside, but then they do variations on that. It's right. smaller on the outside. And, and they hit, and I think they hit the apex of that was Peter Capaldi, Husbands of River Song, mm. where he does it. Because ah. he doesn't want River Song. <laughs> spoiler. Right. He doesn't want River Song to know that he's the doctor, uh-huh. so he just does this awesome <laughs> version of it. Now, why am I talking about that? Because that uh-huh. happens or should happen in what we are to see in minute 33. That's right. That's right. So in, in, here we are in minute 33 of uh, Louis Leterius, 2008, Incredible Hulk. And there's a very odd edit in this. So for those of us who have been, have been listening along, you know that there was a deleted scene. So the deleted scene was about um, General Ross meeting with General Greller. And then to collaborate his story, he brings in Blonsky. So Ross is inside the office, walks over, opens the door, calls Blonsky in and goes there. Well, for whatever reason, they decided to use that footage. So they just take those three, five seconds, whatever it is, from that thing and put it in. But when they go, the next shot is them inside of a hangar. Like I mean, a, a big hangar, a big hangar. with so lots like, of big vehicles in it. It's like they walk in, and it's in like, wow, your office is inside a hangar? So, I mean, because, okay, this is literally <laughs> how this plays. the chandelier behind him and, well, no, the, and the ceiling. It's insane. We go from, okay, so we finish the shot of Bruce walking through a forest. Yep. Right? And then immediately we go to Blonsky sitting outside a door. The general opens the door. He looks at him, walks in, goes into the room, closes the door. Yep. They actually make sure that that entire segment is in there, and then immediately we're in a hangar. Yeah. It's it's such a strange choice. Now, a lot of times we're going to pick out, we're going to nitpick stuff, we're going to dig down into things that you would never notice if you weren't listening to a minute-by-minute podcast, but, like, this is huge. Like, anybody who has any sense of spatial reasoning would go, wait, what? How did, like, is it, it goes into an office. on the inside? And then suddenly, yeah, exactly. Either this guy has a huge office or he's a time lord. Uh, yeah, or or like they're they've they've cut to them on the other side of the base immediately. Well, and when you watch was it, it, was it, was it Zarni Whoop in uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh, who had an entire geez. universe inside his office because he didn't want to leave his office? <laughs> I mean, look, I understand editing, and I and I understand this this need. Sure. This is the first time in this movie where I go, uh, no, yeah. that was unnecessary. That yeah, was completely right. You can just right. cut to them walking in the yes. hangar. It's fine. We're, because it's we'll a wide it. shot. You yeah. establish there, and it's clearly, there's military things there. Yes. You don't have to establish where they are. It's, you'll see that. Right. There's, I don't get this. There's tech all over the place. Like, we get it. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, weird choice. Is this, now, so here's my, here's my question. Yeah. Is the, we talked about this deleted scene in minute thirty-two, yeah. the previous minute. Yeah, we said it was almost finished. Mm-hmm. Money was spent. Yeah, does someone say, "Hey, you got to use three seconds of that?" Scene. <laughs> like, we, we cut we, out the front part where they're in the plane. Listen, cut out the back part where he's. I don't in care the, where I don't care where you put it. Yeah, but bean counter say, "Listen, 
You got to make that count. Put it somewhere. <laughs> we, we spent hours getting that shot of is that what this is because standing up because and walking through a door telling the story. No, it's unnecessary. It absolutely completely unnecessary. and confusing. It's, it's if you were on the team of the editors, yeah, let us know yeah, what, what why the is that there. Is. Like why is that piece there? It's just, it's a strange strange choice. So. They get into the, this hangar. So there's a bunch of okay, there's a bunch of stuff. So this is what this is where this this podcast gets fun because we can talk about all the stuff. What stuff is in there? So immediately behind uh, Blonsky and Ross uh, is that thing that sort of looks like an amphibious vehicle. That is the Omni International V50S. Uh, it's a, a, a personnel carrier. Uh, we're going to see these later on. They're going to show up again. Oh, uh, no, of course. That so makes sense then. A little then. bit of foreshadowing. Uh, immediately to their left is, of course, a Humvee. That is not a Hummer. That is a Humvee. Right. Uh, so those are the military ones. Eventually, these would make their way to uh, you know broad spectrum and driven by people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they became commercial vehicles uh, due largely to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who used so, them right. on vehicles, and he was a big champion, and he went to them too. So. And then they became consumer, yes. and then it went away. And then it went away. And they're coming back. And now they're coming back, yeah. Apparently <laughs> Electric. Them, the, you know. that, the Humvee that you see here, uh-huh. I have never seen one configured like this. Yeah. It's yeah. configured in a in a pickup truck yep. sort of thing, but it also the has the little like fences mm-hmm. on the sides, yeah, almost really, like a, probably a cargo carrier. Yes, yeah, I've never seen one like that. I yeah, thought that was that, that's what's neat about them. They can have multiple variations, and obviously, we saw one earlier in the MSU because that's the kind of vehicle that Tony Stark was in when he was attacked and you know got to the shrapnel in his chest. Yes. Uh, like, of course, if he if he had just stayed in the Humvee, he'd have been fine. <laughs> that you can learn more about by listening to season one that's of the right. Marvel movie minute exactly. In the, in the first, uh, I think it's probably in the first uh, ten minutes, uh, first ten episodes or so. Uh, so yeah, these are these are manufactured in South Bend, Indiana, my old stomping grounds. Nice. Uh, and actually, actually, when I used to drive uh, to college, I used to pass the AM General plant, and there would be a whole, you know, a, a yard just full of all of these. And it was during uh, Desert Storm, so they're all brown, right? Because that's the, where they were being deployed to. So they would have like there would be an entire Desert camo. They're, yeah. they're designed for that. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're all. You know, they're all standing because that's where they were. They were being shipped over there. Uh, so uh, the oh the, the uh, why is it called a Humvee? I'm glad you asked. Uh, it actually stands why for is it, why is it called oh, a Humvee? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rob. Uh, it is, stands for the High Mobility Multipurpose Wheeled Vehicle Humvee. H M M W V. Humvee. Yeah, I was going to say, what happened to the W? <laughs> right. It didn't. It just <laughs> we we didn't put that in. <laughs> Humvee. Yeah, that doesn't work. No. All right. Yeah. So uh, as uh, as as they're talking, this is still continuing on this sort of dance between the two of them of like Ross wants Blonsky to do something, Blonsky wants something from Ross, and neither of them are, are willing to say it. So the the courtship continues. Now this courtship has an interesting thing. If you listen to us talk about the previous minute, we talked about height differences. And yes. when we just watched this, we said this. Yeah. Okay, something weird's changed. happening. Yeah. <laughs> because when you go back, is it the previous minute in the, in the last like two minutes? Yeah, I think some of we, the last two or three. We minutes. had the the Aaron Sorkin walk and talk, right? Mm-hmm. And the, when we talked about the camera starting behind them, and Tim Roth looks a full 12 inches shorter than yeah. William Hurt. Yeah, the top of his head is about at, at William Hurt's shoulder. Okay, that's not where he is in this scene. No, because like, he, could, he could comfortably rest his chin on Roth's shoulder now. And this is a full body yeah. shot, so there's no trickery. We don't believe here, right? So I'm not sure what happened. There was what's, was it their stand-ins? What's going on for the, oh, for the, for the backs? You know? That's an interesting thing. Yeah, right? because so it's, like, it's behind them. It's so behind it's, them. 
well, now what is yeah. going on? All yeah. right, anyway. Yeah. So uh, as they're talking, now this is Ross's turn. So we've had two conversations where Blonsky was sort of leading the charge and like had his big monologues. Now this is the time for Ross to actually have some big right. monologues. But what he says is really interesting because it sort of establishes where we're at. So at the time of this, this was you know, just after Iron Man had come out. So the Iron Man that we had, and we knew this was connected to Iron Man, but that's all we knew of what the MCU was. Here, this was all new information to us at the time. So he says, and what I'm about to share with you is tremendously sensitive both to me personally and the army. Let's stop right there. <laughs> this is tremendously sensitive to me personally and the army. Why is it sensitive to him personally? Because the, the, his, his daughter was hurt doing yes. it? Yes. Yeah. I, I guess so. Well, sure. It seems well, kind of, we it have seems daughters. Like kind of, that's, well, I, I mean, know, come on. That, it's kind of a stretch. Like, the information is going to, because it's, uh, you know, I don't know. But it's. Oh, it's, no, that's what he means, though. He, he's so? saying that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're aware that we've got an infantry weapons development program. Sure, of course, we do. We don't all know that. Well, in WW2, they initiated a sub program for, get ready, folks, biotech force enhancement. <gasps> Ooh, I know, right? We've never heard or of this before. BITF. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah, horrible... That acronym doesn't really quite work there. But yeah, and so immediately Blonsky says, yeah, super soldier. Like, he's saying, duh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's weird because Ross has this reaction of like, you know about that? Like, he sort of looks like, yeah. He says, an oversimplification, but yes. So like, doesn't this, everyone this is, know about this? Right. So this is where it gets weird. Okay. So this is when we're gonna we're gonna be drifting in and out of the MCU and what we know now, what we knew then, and everything right. too. So let, let's get a little weird. At the time they were shooting this, uh, Marvel Studios was was up and going. They sure. were they were an independent company that was not. They were they didn't they had a certain amount of money to make movies, but they did not have enough money to distribute movies. So what they would do is they would make the movies on their own with minimal studio involvement, and then the studios would distribute them. That's why when Iron Man came out, it was distributed by Paramount. Right. And when this movie came out, it was made by Marvel Studios, but distributed by Universal. Correct. So they didn't, it wasn't heavily financed by them, so they could kind of do what they wanted to. So at the time they were shooting the movie, they had already announced they were making the first Avenger, colon, Captain America. That's what the original title was. Right. Uh, so they said they were going to, but it was not anywhere closer. There was no script. I, I, I checked the timeline mm-hmm. on this, too, about, about people being involved, too. There was, there was a writer's strike at the time, so stuff got way delayed. So there was not – it wasn't like Chris Evans was already bulking up at the time. No, no, this, this was so early, but early They had already, like, planted their flag. So they already said, we're doing, we're doing Captain America, then we're doing Thor. I mean, like, they already had, like, this – and then we're doing Ant-Man. So, I mean, like, this is how early it was. So – at the time they made this, they knew there was a Captain America movie coming, so they were allowed to sort of play with this kind of stuff. Let's go step inside the universe. So we're in the MCU now. This is a universe where Captain America existed and everyone knew it. So Captain America was a public celebrity. He was not only on trading cards, which will become important right. later, but he made commercials. He made films. We see later on in Captain America, the first Avenger, when it actually would have been being called, that he actually was in movie serials, like like acting. So he's part of the public consciousness. So 
everybody knows who Captain America is there's and a, where he came from. There's an exhibit at the Smithsonian yes, Institution. <laughs> right, exactly. Eventually there would be an exhibit. Because when he, you know, obviously at this point, he's dead. I mean, as far as they're concerned. Well, he's lost. He lost died in, the Arctic in, or in 40, 44 right. or something. Um, so, but but the, he was a real person who really existed. And there right. are people alive now who knew him right. and worked with him and were saved by him. You know, even though it, you know, it, the movie hadn't happened yet. In this universe, all that stuff had happened. So... The fact that, like, Ross is weirded out by him knowing Super Soldier was like, well, yeah, I read it on the back of the Captain America lunchbox I had, you know? <laughs> yeah, but Ross didn't have one of those. I guess not. He didn't have trading cards. No, he probably he fought just, in Vietnam. He just played with uh, fire yeah. and sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I th- I you know, so this is, I mean, obviously they didn't know. We like this is hindsight, no, so but I find course. this I find this fascinating because like it, like the by the the timeline of this chronologically, Captain America: The First Avenger has happened. All seasons of uh, Agent Carter have happened, and Captain Marvel have happened before this movie takes place. And, and, and I, of course, and Iron Man, right? Uh, but yeah, chronologically, so so this is a universe where they know about. Captain America, sure. and they know about aliens. Right? Have I confused I, everyone? I just, I'm going. No. I'm going in and out of meta text. Uh, no, so hard. I just think that it's like this. Grant Morrison I think over here. You can write this off as Ross just didn't. He didn't pay attention to that. He just was like, "Yeah, this is my secret. I hope everyone doesn't know about it, and yeah. I'm befuddled if anyone does." Right. But that, I mean, I think that that is something to think about, though. Is that this is a universe where supposedly Captain America was a one-time experiment that worked, and never again. Uh, but then, so later on, we'll we'll get into sort of like what's left over from that that program and stuff too. But now they're just sort of talking about this program that Ross says apparently was was reactivated. Right. Uh, he, he says, "I dusted it off, got him doing serious work again, bold work." And so the, I, this is this is my favorite lines in this scene. Across the hall, they were trying to arm you better. We're trying to make you better. Oh. Right. So across the hall, they're trying to arm you better. That's Stark. He's talking about Tony Stark. Weapon systems. Right. So Tony Stark is about external. He's about guns and rockets and suits you can wear. But his team is about making the person inside. He's trying to create the next Captain America. Oh, that's such a great line. Right? When you think about what it's meaning. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what I'm leading up to is like that. That's, that's all this prelude is about that because that is what he's about. He's... Searching for the next Captain America. Okay, not I'm not getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, but in a in a final minute of this podcast, uh-huh. that will have we will come back to this scene. Yes, because that gives that scene a whole lot more meaning. Right. Oh right. wow! This is a huge. I mean, like that's the thing. Like it's just simple dialogue, but like this is a huge minute. Minute thirty three is like MCU foundational stuff right here. Well, and understanding Ross. Yeah. Who, who and, yeah. Ross is a character. And, and his motivation, too. So he's not just angry uh, dad of a guy who's my ex-girlfriend. No. I mean, like, you know, he's, like, he has a legitimate point of, like, I'm trying to find the next Captain America to help defend America. Well, this I mean, is, this is like, his view. Okay. This is his view of what is the future of the military? Yeah. How does it work? How should it work? Right. What should he, this be? He envisions an army of, of Hulk soldiers. Oh, wow. That who can stand against them. You know, like, uh, how better to keep our country safe by the thin green line? Yeah, that's... Oh. <laughs> thick. Be a thick the green thick line. <laughs> green, angry line. Right? One thing we should point out is is that in the background of this, you see the big letters S-O-C-C. Yep. This is actually even earlier in an earlier minute. It's on their name badges. 
And we assume that it's an acronym. Most likely it stands for Special Operations Command Center. Yeah, they have it on their badges as yeah. well. I think that's what that was supposed to be. Obviously, this is all shot in, in uh, Hamilton, uh, Ontario, Canada. Uh, this is at their base there. Uh, right. So, Which brings me to the helicopter, because I didn't know, I'm sure I didn't. I, I did notice there's a helicopter in the shot. That is a Sikorsky CH-3. Uh, it's mocked up as a C-53 pave low. <laughs> <laughs> This from the, the the IMVDB. They they get they got I, I and I, I chased this dragon for a while and it, it got super nerdy and I like I got way into more acronym stuff. But basically what it is is this is a Canadian rescue helicopter that they refitted and, and basically put stuff on it to make it look like it was a military thing. But they, they're from the same chassis, essentially. Oh okay. So the the actors were told uh, when they were doing this scene, like you can walk in the scene don't touch the helicopter because basically it's like plywood and and, and wet paint. You at touch this point. it, it'll yeah, fall like, apart. Like as you see in the one shot where he comes around, there's like an antenna, something like say on the front. I think that was mocked up. So like they, if they leaned on it, it probably would have just snapped right off. So they, they took movie, this movie magic. Right, exactly. So this is like a rescue helicopter. They turned into a military helicopter, but you know they it's only only enough for uh, a passing glance as the camera slowly moves from side to side. It wouldn't stand up to to uh, real close scrutiny. Well, once again, the magic of uh, your set and prop people yeah. will make what you need when you need it. That's right. With what we got. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Nice. So good on them. Uh, so then we also find out that Banner was not working on Super Soldier. Like, that was not his, his thing. He was contracted to do a certain thing. So, like, this is compartmentalization. This is this is little, little pieces along the way that eventually would add up to creating Captain America. So, he was working on radiation resistance. So, the line is, Banner's work was very early phase. It wasn't even weapons application. He thought he was working on radiation resistance. I would never have... And we don't know what the end of that sentence is. Oh, that's where the minute ends. no. <laughs> but it, it tells us that like it, Banner was not working for the... Like, he was working for the military, but he wasn't working on a military project. Like It was about getting a human body to be able to resist radiation. Like... So they could go into Chernobyl and right. you know, tra- tackle like that. nukes, like exactly. whatever, whatever like, you're like using. To be able right. to survive after, or, or, you know, if, for a nuclear meltdown, like to, to send somebody. Like he was working on the body doing that, and he stumbled into what created the right. Hulk in this in this version of this of their story. And Blonsky has this look on his face, like he's really soaking it all up. Yeah, like I think just uh, just from the terms like super soldier it was sort of like ding. Yeah. Now he's <laughs> like, he's sold. Oh, tell me, where tell do me I everything. sit down? Just yeah. go ahead and yeah. plug me in. I've got my pen here. Do you have something for me to sign? Or, or well, yeah. no, we won't be signing anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is all black book stuff. Uh, so yeah, so we'll, we'll uh, hopefully we'll find out the end of that sentence. What would Ross never have when we get to a minute thirty-four? of uh, The Incredible Hulk. But that's all we have for today. So thank you for uh, allowing me my my Captain America meta-universe digression. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. <laughs> so uh, if you want to know more about that going on, you, and or you, you in particular enjoyed that, or want to help us keep making con- awesome podcasts like this, you can do so over at Patreon. Yes, that's right. We have our own Patreon to help keep our lights on. We rely on the kindness of our listeners. So strangers. you can find out more. Our kindness of strangers. That's right. Yes. And yeah, but but we're, become a patron, and you won't be a stranger anymore. You'll be our oh. best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn all more and about that at thenextreel.com/slash/patreon. So uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye.